1: Welcome back to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. With me, my co-host, Matt Keough. Matt, how we doing today? Dude, that Sabres game last night pissed me off. I was at that game. Did you go? Dude, you picked the wrong game to go to. Are you kidding me? Philly's the worst team in the league. I know, but they laid an egg last night. Oh my gosh, it
0: was atrocious.
1: And you know what? And we'll talk a little bit about that as we get in, but they were due. Even the good teams, even, I mean, and I'm not saying that, that what, they were, what they're doing so far is a fluke because it's not, and the numbers dictate that it's not, but, I mean, every team was due for a, a stinker, and I think Buffalo oh at that gosh. point, they did not disappoint with the stinker. That
0: was the worst three, three periods of hockey that I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, it was, I, I think I turned it off, I don't even know if I made it through the second um, I think I turned it maybe halfway through, um, or maybe I did make it through the second, I don't know. But I at some point, I wasn't really paying much attention to it. Um, one thing uh, I have been paying attention, and the, the entire country has been paying attention of, is uh, Damar Hamlin. And man, what a difference seven days ago. Makes, like, he's set. back in Buffalo, right? He's back in Buffalo. He's at Buffalo General, okay. I want to say. him. I'm almost positive he's at Buffalo General. How did he get here? Uh, I'm sure they did some kind of medical transportation or medical okay. transport. Whether it was, I, I, I doubt he flew. I don't think he no, can I fly. Th- no. So I'm sure they did some kind of, not an ambulance, but some kind of medical transport. Um, but man, the progress that that kid has made in... Seven days. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I think it was a little more than a little more than a week since it happened. Well, last yesterday last, was a yeah. Week. Yesterday would have been a week. Um, and man, I mean, he's he's not home yet. He's in Buffalo. He's not home. I guess he's still. Uh, last I heard, he's still got to pass a few tests. He's doing very well in um, the next progression. He's no longer on the critical list. Yep. So he's stabilized. Um, I guess they're doing. Um, I don't know if it's if it's PT or if they're they're just um, running tests to make sure that. But he's up. He's walking around. Yep. Um, man, crazy. It that is. I mean, we went from literally thinking that we watched that kid die on the field on Monday to the. You know, I thought if anything, if he was going to recover, I thought this would be taking weeks, maybe even months. Yeah. No. And I mean, man,
0: granted, he's not the rest no of the season. no but
1: um and there is talk i i i remember seeing one of the news conferences where somebody one of the reporters asked the doctor if there was a chance that he could play again and the doctor said listen we're looking for a best case scenario and that would be the best case scenario so he didn't rule it out I mean, um it, it, he I, is only 24 he's only 24 he's young he's in he's he's in shape I feel like I feel like it'll turn come down to a personal decision rather than a medical decision I think so too um whatever decision whatever decision he makes obviously i'm I'm sure he's going to consult his family mom right. dad, everybody involved um, that's gone through this. I'm sure he's going to consult doctors um I'm sure the bill's medical staff isn't going to let him near the field unless he gets assurances unless they feel comfortable right. um but regardless, at this point, if he doesn't play it down again, I mean, what can you say about him? I think I think at worst case, I think the worst case, he'll be around football. Um, I think the the organization will find a spot for him, whether it's in the front office, um, whether it's on the coaching staff, like maybe as a DB's coach or defensive coordinator or something something along those lines, where you see a lot of retired players or older players go to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think I think that's the Worst case, but man, can you imagine that that first Bills game, home game, if he does get back on the field? Like, I know it was electric um, Sunday, but can you imagine just the the love that he'll get, the cheers that like that place that would blow the roof off of that place. I mean, it's not impossible. There's players
0: who've come back from like cancer.
1: There's players that have come back from cancer. Um, I mean. Jesus, Clint Millarchuk. Out of this was way before your time, but Clint mallarchuk well, He was messed up after though. He was messed up. He but he came back. They finished that game. They finished that game. Oh, absolutely. They they were literally they were they chunked out like blood, like off the ice. Like they scraped it off for about five, ten minutes. But he was back I don't think people realize he was back in action, I think like eight days later, nine days later. Like yeah. it was he missed less than two weeks. I mean,
0: clearly that was a different time where you know the the understanding maybe wasn't necess-
1: or the, the mental lack- health was not a thing back Mental in the health
0: years. number 1 was not a thing. Number 2, I feel like the lack of concern <laughs>
1: was not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was I want to say Malarkick was 1989, 88, 89, somewhere around there. I don't think it was in the 90s. If it was, it was very early. Um that was a nuts game. My
0: my friend's dad when the Demar Hamlin thing happened we were and everybody was still talking. Is the game going to be postponed, or is the game like going to keep going on? He was just, first off after he was done saying he was just like, yeah, you know, the kid's dead. We're like, well, no, let's not hope that. But he was he was talking. and was like, yeah, when Malarchuk got his well, he got his artery slit open. You know, they dragged him off the ice, cleaned up the blood, and they
1: continued that game. They pretty much. I, I think it was only. I remember. I was. I was very. I was nine, ten, eleven, somewhere around in that age. When the game was, I remember watching the game and all I remember was he just, he grabbed his, he grabbed his throat, went to the boards. And then in my mind, I'm like, he started ripping off someone like, what is he doing? And then you just see red. Then yeah. you just see red. Like, wasn't it from like a skate that like went up? I, um, from what I remember, somebody got checked into the crease. They tipped over oh, and their and skate just, okay yeah. um. Or I might be getting getting that confused with the Richard Zed. No. um, no, was another person got hit, like somebody skated over it. Yes. Um, But no, that was, Malarchuk's was, and it went literally like right uh, right under the helmet or under the mask. Um, I don't think, I know now they have the neck protectors and everything. I don't think they did back in the day. I don't think. Um, (laughs) But, I, I mean, those blades are sharp. So, I mean, yeah, he came back, but he was messed up. Yeah, and, you know, he uh, he suffered for years. Um, I did you ever see that thirty for thirty? Yeah, on him ESPN. It was a short. It was only like thirty five minutes. He's really screwed up. Yeah, he's recovered nicely now. He's he's back in hockey, not as a player, but I want to say he's, um, with an organization in like an AHL capacity, something like that. All right. Um, but yeah, he committed. He tried to commit suicide at least once. I think maybe twice. Um, I remember he said he – he. I don't know if he shot himself or he tried to shoot himself. I know he had, he had tried to commit suicide twice. He was really OCD before that, yeah. and he even credited that's how he got to the pros. But it was after that injury and after – like he his OCD and everything just really – like he got messed up bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like
0: they're definitely going to take baby steps with Damar and – Good thing this happened at the end of the season, so like he has all this off season to really kind of get better and and assess if he wants to do it. If he comes back, great. They they did say that they're going to pay him for the entire season. Yes, which is good. I understand. Like I, I and I
1: think he had one that. year left on his contract, so I think they're paying him his entire contract. Like even if he doesn't come back, it's going to be something like they'll put him on the uh, what do they call the the pup list. Yeah. So they're not cutting him. No he's going to get his cash, and I think the good news about that is I believe in the n f l you need three years um of playing before you and that i guess you're you're like vested in the retirement system or whatever I'm not sure yeah. exactly how it is so that if if he did go on the pup um that would count all of next a, year that yeah. i believe i believe that would count, and then you're talking he would get retirement money he would get um I don't know if all the benefits paid, but some medical benefits paid going through, which would be huge. My question is, like, going into injury, like,
0: and I I, I don't know if anybody knows this, but, you know, we signed Von Miller for six years. He tore his ACL. Are we keeping him?
1: Oh, yeah. We're not cutting Von. You mean are we cutting or trading him? I think no. And it, it, it definitely not next year because I think you're looking at a dead cap hit for Vaughn, you're looking at a big dead cap hit. So we you know, even if we cut him we're you're talking probably like 15-20 million in dead cap money next year. So there's no point. Okay. Um and yeah, I mean he's the only do I see him so he, it was a 6-year deal, so at, after this season he'll have five more. Do I see him finishing all five years? Probably not. Do I see him, you know, maybe getting cut the last year or him retiring the last year or maybe two years? Yeah. But um, I don't think that changes anything.
0: Okay. Because he's. He's He's
1: 33.
0: Yeah, but he's injury prone.
1: Well, I mean. This is his third ACL. I thought it was only his second. I thought this was only his second ACL. No. Yeah. And I thought it was on the same knee. But I thought oh. this was only his second ACL, and if you look, if you look at that, besides the two ACL injuries, which are huge, he's been he he's been a, a, a warrior. I mean, he is getting he is getting on towards the end of his career. All right, I guess not towards the end of his career, but he is getting later on in his career. Yeah. But I mean, the way he played this year, he did not miss a beat. I mean, he was he was at what eight nine sacks. Um, going into that uh, Detroit game. Yeah, I mean, well, Rousseau just tied him. Yeah, that and think of that. It took Rousseau, you know, what, five extra games, six extra games well, to Rousse- tie him? Well, and yeah. I know Rousseau missed one game, but you're talking Vaughn would have definitely been double digits, probably would have finished the season with like 14, 13, 14, 15, maybe even higher. Um, and let's be honest, next year, all right, if it's the Detroit situation, let's say even if even if it takes a full year like it took Trey White where he doesn't come back till Thanksgiving of next year. Fine. Then you know what? He's ready. He's prime for the playoff race next year. Hopefully defending their their defending their uh Super Bowl trophy. I almost said defending their Stanley Cup. Well, yeah. But defending their Super Bowl trophy. Mm. I um, mean, he's not going anywhere. Okay. And you know what? He's even if the later half, let's say he has a drop off next year coming back from the injury, let's say even the next three four years, let's say he only gets you know only averages maybe seven eight sacks a season, whatever, or the drop off is significant. Just his leadership, just his 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 presence there. Like I think he was not to say that Rousseau wasn't was going to be a bust or anything because I don't think he was, but I think you saw a huge jump in Rousseau. Even Epinesa and Basham from this year to last year, um because of Von Miller. Yeah. Because of his locker room presence, because of his leadership. And he's still doing a lot. Oh yeah. Um in fact there there's there's talk that um I don't know if he's been on the sidelines for any games, but there talk there is talk that he still goes to all the meetings, he's still in the building all the time, and there's talk that he's um Probably, or he wants to, or he's going to be on the sidelines for the playoffs, almost as like you know an extra, almost as like a uh, an extra defensive line or defensive coach out there, which is huge. Yeah, we need to, uh, whatever the case is. They need to talk about stopping the
0: run because holy cow, we cannot stop a run. I thought they did okay
1: with the Patriots and Stevenson. Yeah, last but we're week.
0: going against the Dolphins now, who actually have a decent run game. Listen. Also, I really Please. hope that Tua doesn't play. I hope not, he does. Not, I, no, no, not in the sense that, like, like I don't want him to play for his health reasons. Oh,
1: yes. That, yes. I think... I I, I think he should stop playing football. I agree. I think that kid is... To save but Let's health. be honest. Let's be honest. I'd be more comfortable having DeMar come back and play as long as DeMar is fully recovered as opposed to Tua. Yeah. Because, I mean... Okay, they're not saying the concussion or the the first concussion in Buffalo, the hit in Buffalo was a concussion. They're still saying that's a neck injury. They're still saying he's only had two concussions this season. That's but let's be honest, he's had three concussions this season. Within 3 months. You're talking week 3 to week what was what was his last week game three, week 16. Week 4 so he had a concussion True. week three, week four, and I think it was week 15. Week, uh, week 16, 16. Yeah, one of those two. Because he didn't play. This would have been week 18. He's he didn't play games. 18. He didn't play 17. I think he played 16, but wasn't it the initial hit was in week 15? Well, whatever. 15, 16. So you're talking in 13 weeks, 12, 13 weeks, he's had three concussions. One of them major, like where he was. He went into paralysis. You know, yeah. Um, which a a concussion one concussion alone you should not be
0: good for a couple weeks no
1: i i agree and i mean this kid that's the one thing with so poorly they handled it poorly there is rumors well there was rumors that if the jets had beat him, that the dolphins uh could let go of mcdaniel i still think they do you think it's mcdaniel's I doing? think I think it's partially him, I think it's also the I don't like entire organization piece of crap the entire organization. Um as a coach to sit there and and see your player wobbly-legged like he was in that Bills game and to go back and make the call to put him back in the game tells me that as a coach you have zero integrity. I don't care. I don't give a damn. If ownership came down and said, you put this kid in or it's your career, who cares? You basically put that—that that means you, again, have no character. You're putting that kid's life in danger. Thank God he didn't get cracked again in that Bills game yeah. where it got even worse. But their luck didn't last because the next week he got cracked and—
0: And that one wasn't even as
1: bad. no. And, I mean, who knows? We could have been talking about, thank God it wasn't that serious, or we could have been talking about him being in the same position that Hamlin was, in yeah. critical condition, clinging to his life.
0: Well, and it makes you wonder, okay, so if Tua does play next week, so if we're playing against Tua, and Matt, and whoever we do takes a crack at Tua, what's stopping that from being another concussion? That's Because I mean. he's just coming off of one – Three weeks ago.
1: It's yeah. It's easy to reconcuss somebody. Yeah. And if you look, I'm I'm pretty sure the hit three weeks ago, it again wasn't so you, if it's the one I think of, it's it wasn't that jarring of a hit. So it's just lingering there. It's waiting. It's easy to
0: it's easy to bring back. And oh dude, I hate Jeff McDaniels. Is that his name? No.
1: Mike. 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 I don't know why I keep calling him Jeff. Scrubby Mike. Frat guy Mike. Yeah. I he, just, he's the old he's dude, the old He's the old 35, 40-year-old guy at the nightclub, yeah. still trying to pick up the 18, 19-year-old chicks. Yeah. Like, just... He's the
0: Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused.
1: Yeah. He's just like, dude, you're like, why are you still at this college party? You are way too old to be at this college party. He... I
0: just... He's friends with Matt on, on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't talk about that. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I... I that that whole that whole story is still confusing to me too, because all the stuff is no longer like all that stuff got dropped, which I think is bull, which I don't like I don't know, but the, and here's the other problem there's so much evidence that supports that he did it, and yet now that he's not playing in the league, they're not pursuing it I'm like. There's so much evidence that he clearly
1: did something wrong. Why don't you pursue it whether he's in the league or not? From my understanding and reading into it, it looks like it's something like the Deshaun Watson case. Hey, listen, we're not saying it didn't happen, but we're saying we don't have enough. Me as a prosecutor, as a district attorney, I don't have enough evidence to make it a slam dunk. I arrest you case. That's uh, that's that's what my interpretation of it. I could be wrong. It's just like it's almost like when you know when you see if the the red flag goes on the field and they challenge it to, you know, if it's a catch, well, we're not saying he actually caught it, but we're saying we don't have enough evidence to turn it over, so play stands. Yeah, type of deal. And it's <sighs> I believe it is 100% garbage. It's scummy.
0: But, you know, back to Mike McDaniels, I, they're not, I have a feeling he's going to be the head coach next year for the Dolphins. The fact that he made the playoffs, you're probably right. And unfortunately, you
1: know, we have to put up with him for another year, but I just, I can't stand him. I, I can't stand him either, but you know what? I hope they give him a 10 year extension because they're not going anywhere with that team. And Tell me right now Tyreek Hill isn't kicking himself in the butt for basically throwing himself out of Kansas City and demanding a trade. Tell me he wouldn't want to be right now at the number one seed with the Chiefs organization, probably primed um, with him at their field for at least another bid to the AFC championship game. Yeah. Or further. Well, I mean, granted, now again, do you think Miami sticks with Tua? No. Well, okay. there are some, supposedly there are about three or four or five good quarterbacks coming out. You know,
0: I would not, you know, everything of me wants Tua to not play anymore because I truly feel that, like, his life is on the line because no matter what, he's going to have CTE when he's in his 40s and 50s. Yeah. No doubt.
1: I can't remember. Was he concussion prone at Alabama? No, in college, I don't think so. I know he had that big hip injury his last year, so his, I think he came out his junior year. Yeah. But I know he had that big hip injury that knocked him out for I don't know how long of the season. Um, I don't think concussions were ever thought about with him. I I don't remember either. And I thought he had one other injury his year there, but it wasn't major. But it maybe knocked him out for like a game or two. Yeah, I don't know. You know or he was always banged up maybe wasn't it wasn't something with his shoulder yeah and you know so it's weird
0: cuz everybody talks about how high like high functioning and high such a high caliber team that the dolphins are but it looks like it revolves around Tua because when Tua's not playing like you watched the the barn burner of last week 11 to
1: 6, all field goals. Now, Listen, can I tell you something? 11. And I'm coming in hot. It's a little late to come in hot. That The ending of that game cost right. me $225. Why? Because nobody scored points? No. I put a $4, $4 parlay for like a 6 or 7 team parlay. I picked Carolina to cover the spread. They did. They won. I picked the Bills to cover the spread. They won. I picked... Um, ultimately, later on that night, Detroit, to cover the spread against Green Bay, they won Minnesota um, and there was another team I picked that they all covered the spread that game when it was nine to six, I had the Jets plus three and a half, so the Jets were covering the Jets would have won yeah. nine and a half to nine. They do that stupid, let me throw the ball backwards, this, that, the other thing, throw it here, there, other way. They get called for a safety. The Jets no longer cover because it's 11-6. to six. I was, I'm watching that play. Um, a, I wanted the Jets to win. I did not want Miami to get in. Would have been nice if the Jets won, Pittsburgh got in, whatever. By that point, the Bills game was already pretty much in hand. So I flipped over. I saw the last drive where Miami kicked the field goal. Stinks. All right. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, ooh. Because of horse horse collar. Yeah. A bull. Crap call. (laughs) But anyways, so in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right. Stinks, but the Jets are still going to cover. Cool. Nope. Like, I get it. You have Flacco. Just throw the ball down. Like, just anything could have happened. Besides that. So that cost me like two hundred and twenty five, two hundred and thirty bucks.
0: Yeah, that is unfortunate. But I mean it <laughs> sucks. It's not unfortunate. It sucks. A four dollar bet. That yeah, that's <clears throat> crazy. Four dollars to two hundred, that would have been that would have been sick. But um, you know, betting is not always.
1: Yeah, same. but so I was not happy with that.
0: But still, like that game just shows that like without Tua they're not.
1: Scoring that high of points. Well, you need a quarterback that can throw. I mean, you've got Joe—or not Joe Flacco. He's in the Jets. You've got—who uh, is it? Skyler Thompson? Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, he wasn't getting the ball. Isn't Waddle kind of banged up? Waddle's banged up. Hill's banged up. Hill's still with, like, his calf or his ankle. Ankle, ankle injury. Ankle. Um, he did that during the Bills game, didn't he? Yeah. Or was it the game before? Or Yeah, no, the game before. Um, so they're still, they're still, um, and I think, I hate to say it, whatever, whatever happens, once the bill, when the bills win, they're instantly, that's, that's going to be his excuse. He's not going to say it publicly, McDaniel, but that's going to be like, if, if ownership does bring him in and, and wants to talk to him, blah, 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 he's going to look, I got to the playoffs. I didn't have my starting quarterback for five games, four games, however many games he missed this year. Um, going into the playoffs, I was with a third string quarterback. My top two receivers were banged up one. Who knows? Maybe Waddle doesn't play. Um, that's going to be, look at how well I did with all this injuries. And yeah, so to
0: finish what, didn't they finish like eight and eight, nine and seven,
1: nine and seven, um, stupid. And then, uh, before we get into the Sabres, the Detroit Lions the Detroit Lions I was pulling for them So was I I was really pulling I for them I don't care they showed promises here I'm telling you uh, mark it they are going to win the NFC North next year mark it down put it in stone they will win the Minnesota's NFC North Minnesota is going to take a huge step back if you look at it statistically Minnesota this year has been one of the luckiest teams in NFL history. Yeah. I mean, they had to make the world's greatest comeback to beat the Colts. They had to have like a fourth and Hail Mary to beat the Bills. They had um they had at least two or three others. They if the coin flips the other way, you're talking they could have Would they finish with 12 wins this year? Yeah. They could have easily lost three, maybe even four of those games and finished eight and nine. I mean, they were extremely lucky. I think next year, their luck runs out. Their next year, their luck runs out. Um, Detroit is a team on the rise. Green Bay's on a fall. Green Bay's on a fall. Chicago is what they are. Chicago's got the number one draft pick. They've got the number one draft pick. I wonder. They don't need a quarterback. They don't need a running back either. They don't really. Who is their running back? Montgomery. Okay. Yeah, but he's getting old, isn't
0: he? Still
1: putting up numbers. Okay. But Justin Fields is a dual threat. And you're not picking a running back number one overall. No. So you're either going for, like, uh, I really don't know. I haven't looked at the draft that much. You're going for maybe a top receiver because they need receiving help, top defensive player, or... Hey, uh, Indianapolis, you need a quarterback. You've got the third pick, fourth pick. Um, give us that plus a King's ransom so that you can come up. You know, give us like that, your next two whatever. Um, you know, maybe they trade with uh I hope not, maybe they trade with Miami.
0: You know Speaking of trading with Miami's and trade in general. I'd say with Saint
1: or with the Rams, but the Rams have nobody to trade. No, no. picks left to trade.
0: You, you talk about king's ransom. Like Denver gave away so much to the to Seattle. Seattle made it to the playoffs.
1: <laughs> Denver's not. And Denver's so Seattle's got the playoffs, and Denver's would be picking like five. Mm-hmm. So, but it gave, they gave away like at least three picks. They gave away the first this year. I think it's a first, a second. Look that up. I think it's a first, a second, and maybe a first next year. Um, but yeah, they're gonna be you're talking they're a playoff team and they've got a top five pick, I think, next this year. Yeah. Um craziness. And all for uh, you know, to let Russ cook. And cooked absolutely nothing. R- Russ burnt the whole barbecue down. Um like Russ did
0: Nothing. So first round draft picks. So the full package for Seattle <clears throat> two first rounders, two second rounders, a fifth round, Drew Locke, defensive tackle, tight end.
1: So they're getting this year's first, this year's second, next year's first, next year's second. And a fifth rounder. And, a, and next year's fifth? Yeah. So five draft picks.
0: And then three players and for you, one and player. And you man. know
1: Denver's not going to be very good next year. No. Especially if Russ – and that's one thing where if they wanted to cut Russ, it would cost – like they'd have a dead cap of like 40-something million. Yeah. So he's playing next year. Unfortunately. Um. So if they have another terrible – can you imagine that? If they have another horrible year, you're talking if Seattle keeps going, they could be another playoff team with another – top five, top ten pick yeah. in the draft and their own. Man. They basically set up their
0: own failure. Yeah. <clears throat> but, and then, isn't Tom,
1: Tom Brady's not playing for the Bucks next year? Well, we don't know yet. He's, he's, his contract's up.
0: I thought he was looking for another team to play for. At
1: this point, does anybody want him?
0: Some people say Miami.
1: Good. What? Good. Bring him <laughs> to Miami. I don't want him to go to Miami. He's, got, he's done. Doesn't care. I don't care. He's if, he, done.
0: if he can get the ball to um,
1: Hill and Waddle, that is threatening. Bring him to Miami. Miami's got nothing left to give him. What do you mean? Like money wise? Because they're still going to have Tua on the cap. And Tua's not going to be a huge cap hit because it'll be his last year of his rookie deal. Um,
0: they, got, they got Hill, which they put too much money into.
1: Hill, they've got Waddle that's going to be up. I mean, you can always – that's the one thing. You can always find. So if they want Brady, I'm sure they'll get Brady. But good. And then Derek Carr maybe to the Jets. I heard Derek Carr to the Jets. Um, uh, Who else did I – Aaron Rodgers I heard to the Jets or for a trade.
0: Is Aaron Rodgers going to follow in the footsteps of Brett Favre? Probably. Or he's going to go to the Jets, and then he's going to go to Minnesota.
1: I mean, who knows? Maybe that's where he learned it from. Think of all those. Think of what the they, last two to three years of Favre's career that he basically held the Packers hostage. You know, well, I'm not going to go into training camp. And then, okay, I'm going to play. And then I'm not going to come to training camp. Then, okay, I'm going to I'm play. not going to teach the new quarterback. Yeah. I mean. Well, they eventually cut ties with them. They—I think after, after him doing that, like, two, three years where, well, I'm just going to skip training camp or I'm only going to come in for the last preseason game. I Did they trade him, or did they just say, we're not resigning you? Well, I think... No, they, trade, they traded him to the Jets first. Yeah. He played for the Jets. Then he retired. and,
0: and Then he came out of retirement.
1: Yeah, but he kind of pulled a Brady where he retired but didn't really retire. And then he went to Minnesota.
0: No, I think he retired at Green Bay, and then he came back and played on the Jets, and then he retired again, and then played for Minnesota. I think he retired twice. Did he? I don't know. But anyways, so I like the Jets. I do. I really like the Jets. They're an up-and-coming team. They have a solid defense. I like their
1: coach. And they got some wide receivers that are pretty scary. The Jets remind me of certain Bills teams during the drought where they had the talent but didn't have the quarterback. So if they didn't even come close to having a quarterback.
0: So are they gonna be like the Bills in the drought where they're gonna acquire these washed up old quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers? Or are they gonna get like so Aaron Rodgers could be like a Drew Bledsoe? Or um, you know, Derek Carr could be like
1: a I don't know, Ton Edwards. Honestly, I think Derek Carr would be a great fit in New York. You've got some talented wide receivers there. Not only that, but you've got a very good defense. Yeah, that defense where, is solid. Where you don't have to, let's put it this way if you put Derek Carr on this year's Jets, they're in the playoffs. I I I don't think they're when they don't win the division. They're not, they're not um they're not getting you 13, 14, 15 wins to win the division, but they're in the playoffs. They're probably a 10 win team. Okay, yeah, I could see that. They're, if they have Derek Carr in there. They had Derek Carr. They definitely beat Miami last Sunday. True. I mean, at this point, if you had uh, a modern day like Joe Montana, you know, even Joe Montana at 50 beats Miami last week. That Zach, was a horrible game. Zach Wilson could have beat Miami. Um, Zach Wilson. OK, before this, and then we'll get into your Sabres games. Um, yes or no. Does Zach Wilson ever play another down with the New York Jets? I hope so. Because he's bad or because they give the kid another chance.
0: Give him another chance. I think he's not that terrible of a quarterback. I think I don't think think they ever gave him a true chance. I think the fact that he what did they draft him
1: third overall? Second overall?
0: He went to BYU, which Um, really kinda irks me, but
1: other than that. I think that he was drafted that high. I agree they've mishandled him. I I don't think the kid. I think not only not only it's something different where if he just played bad and it was like all right his teammates still like him still I think he's Keeper he's burned bridges. so many bridges in that locker room. He's never taken any accountability from what it sounds like and he's got so many teammates, especially offensive teammates that are just like dude, we don't even want you basically. I think it's just for I think he's played his last down in New York. Well, where I is mean, he going to go now? He he's might
0: still under rookie contract. Yeah,
1: he's got three. So he's three years. He's staying there. He's staying. I think it, it'll get to the point they they won't pick up his fifth year option. Um, maybe they give him quote unquote a fair chance in the preseason. And if he comes into camp next year and lights the preseason up, and like then you start him. I don't know if he's going to do that, but I think that's the only way he gets back on the field. I think, and at that point, then, you know, whatever. You try, to, you try to trade him. You try to find a team, maybe something like, uh, remember what they did with Josh Rosen? His second or third year where they, they just traded six. him. Um, I think he becomes a Josh Rosen. You trade him, and then another team will cut him. And then he joins this team's practice squad, that team's practice squad, and he bounces around from practice squad to practice squad to maybe end up getting, like, a second second-string quarterback job somewhere.
0: You, what was his name? Was it Ryan Leaf? Yeah, him.
1: He was a he was a cancer. Ryan Lodger. Leaf, Jamarcus Russell. Although Jamarcus Russell, I don't think was a bad guy in in. No, in, I think he was just a bad quarterback.
0: Ryan Leaf was a bad dude yeah. off the field,
1: yeah. and
0: on the field, he
1: played what he was on the Chargers. He got he was on the Chargers. The Chargers. Um, he turned his life around. I guess he was in like big time. Like he got mixed up with drugs, alcohol, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I've seen him recently.
1: Yeah, he's... um, he's, he's a lawyer. I thought he was still doing something with football. I don't think so. But anyways, um, yeah, he's turned his life around where he's doing some good now with his life over the last couple of years.
0: How about, how about the Jaguars?
1: For what, Zach Wilson?
0: No, no, just talking about the Jaguars in general. Like, we're talking about a team that's like... So, like, he... he
1: I like Jacksonville.
0: You know, I'm not going to lie. If they weren't coached by like you can see the distinct difference between them Urban Meyer and, Urban Meyer. Yep. And now,
1: who is their coach now?
0: Oh, uh Doug Peterson. Yeah. Who are who people are saying that Doug Peterson might be in the running for coach of the
1: year. I could see it. I still feel like Sean McDermott. Oh, I that. I think he'll get it, but all right, before we talk to Jax cuz I want to get into that uh I want to get into the like a little playoff preview towards the end here. Um we'll kind of discuss each team. Um and we mentioned this earlier, man, the Sabers are just they they had that clinker, but they're rolling. You got to admit overall you have I said this at the beginning before the season started they're going to be in the playoffs or fighting for that last spot. Yeah. They don't get me wrong, they went on that 10 game losing streak where I lost a little faith, but you know what? Even if they don't make the playoffs, can I just say how happy I am that they are fun to watch? Did you watch that Minnesota game? Yeah. That Minnesota game was ridiculously fun to watch. Um It was pretty nice. And I I again, I haven't been I haven't been this excited about a Sabres season in a long time. I mean, it's I'm not saying they're cup contenders, don't get me wrong. Not yet. Not yet. But I think with with um Adams and Granado, they found their bean and McDermott. They found a combination not only the works, not only that they're on the same page, but it they just found that combination of coach and GM. Yeah. Granado especially with the talent he has, he knows how to get the most out of his players, and he knows how to develop the younger players. Um, Ralph Kruger, Kruger, I don't know what the hell he did. Maybe he was trying to get them into a false nine and like run different soccer formations because he was in soccer a little too long. It is rough. I mean, he just... What really lost me about him is when you when he banished... Skinner to the fourth line. In the two years he was on him, Skinner previous thirty five forty. He was a perennial. Even on a on an off season, he would get you thirty five twenty five to thirty goals. His years with Kruger, like you thought, like oh my god, he he broke Jeff Skinner. And Skinner, I think, was only a year or two into his contract that he signed with the Sabers. Yeah. Skinner is on pace, I think, now for. 40 goals, 35, 40 goals this year. Like he's back playing not only the way he's capable of playing, but with people he was. Of course, when you paired, nothing against Gergensen's and Imposo, but when you pair Skinner with those, you give him those two as a line mate, no shit. He's not going to, he's only going to score 10 goals yeah, a they're, season. They're pretty bad. You know, when you put somebody, that's like putting Ovechkin on a fourth line. Yeah. You know, come on. Of course, his goal production is going to drop. Put him with the players that he needs to play with. Well, yeah, uh, usually they do well. So it's uh, they're fun
0: to watch. They are fun to watch. They're when they actually play. They played like the crap yesterday, and it was.
1: And they they're they're playing the Kraken tonight. They're play- and that yeah, that's going to be a good bounce back game because the Kraken are—they're no Kraken, slouches. No, but the Kraken are also bad. No, they're not that bad this year. They're like—they're. I think they might even be in the playoffs right now for the end today. If you look at the standings, they're like kind of about where Buffalo is, maybe even a little better. Yeah. Um. So we play the Kraken tonight, and then I don't think we've beaten the
0: Kraken yet. No, we lost the Kraken earlier this year, and we lost both games last year. Yeah. Um. And uh, the Ryan Miller game is Thursday. Okay, so that will be interesting. I, we better not lose.
1: I doubt we'll lose that game, but you know, you never know. That's the one thing with the Sabers. Can you imagine if a goaltender like Dominic Kashuk, Ryan Miller, even Marty Baran was on this team right now? Then we'd be set. We'd if we be, had Ryan Miller in his prime. If we had Ryan Miller. If we had Dominic Kashuk. Ever like you're talking? This team is like better than the Bruins, dude. Right now, I don't understand the Bruins. Right now, they're looking scary good. But that's what I mean. If you because they've got, they've got goaltending, they've got toughness, they've got defense, and they can score. Yeah, we don't have goaltending. And uh, you know their goaltender, who is it? Some some somebody named Linus Allmark. Who? Uh, where did that? Where did that guy come from? Oh yeah uh the Buffalo Sabres who we kinda gave up on him a little too early. Um but no the Bruins, they right now if Buffalo had goaltending, we're the Bruins. Well
0: here's the thing. We have a good goaltender. His name is Lukanen, but uh we just signed him back down to the Rochester Amherst. That's he's and we kept Craig Anderson. You and watch they're gonna play
1: they're gonna play a little bit of uh roster gymnastics over the next couple of days, weeks. Ultimately, I think it's Anderson who gets sent down to Rochester and clears waivers because what organization at this point is gonna is gonna pick He's up too old. is gonna pick up what a thirty eight, thirty-nine year old goaltender. Um so I don't think anybody he'll clear waivers, he'll go down to Rochester. Um if you it's it's too risky to drop Comrie or Lukanen. Um, well, you, A, you don't want to keep Lukanen down in Rochester. Oh. And Comrie, if you drop him down, you're going to lose him. And I don't think they've seen enough from Comrie yet. Um, but even Lukanen, his goals against is what? Still over three? Yeah. I mean, he's been playing well. better, Much better as of lately. But if you get a goaltender who even has like a 2-5 yeah. goals against in this team, this team, forget fighting for the playoffs, this team right now is in a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, it's, that's the thing about hockey. Is you can you can outscore your opponent. Like we can outscore our opponents. We just need a good goaltender behind us, and it's crazy that we put so much faith in Anderson, who was the goaltender of the Ottawa Senators when we f- fought them on the ice. Back home. Oh, yeah, he not think go- about that. He was the goaltender of the Ottawa Senators in the conference finals. I'd Yeah. <laughs> now he's on our team. Years later. Yeah. Remember, Marty Brian instigated a fight with him during That's that fall. Right. That's right. That's how old our goaltender is. Stupid.
1: Absolutely yeah. stupid.
0: <laughs> I agree. I was. I was the the seats that I sit at at the game is right by the press box so I can see where Marty Beron is. And when he was when we were he was watching the game. I thought it was funny cuz I like I wonder what he's thinking seeing the guy in between the pipes is like I fought that man <laughs> on this ice.
1: <laughs> yeah, like UPL right now if you look his stats this year, uh 13 games played in the NHL, he's 9-3-1 in overtime, but he's got a 3.49 goals against, and a .89 for save percentage. I mean, if you look at his last four games, um, he gave up... Uh, they don't have the one... Oh, he didn't play last night. So they gave, he gave up five against Minnesota, four against Washington, three against Boston, three against Detroit, two against uh, the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he's getting wins, but like i said if you can find can you imagine if you can find a goaltender with a 2.5 like goals that. against like i mean i know it doesn't sound like that big but it's huge even with a save percentage of 92 93 instead of 89 i mean that's what the, that's their only missing piece of the puzzle
0: yeah right now
1: um, they've got i love what they're doing offensively they're fun to watch they've got a lot of firepower Defensively, they're they're strong enough and have some young talent with Samuelson, with power, with Darlene. Darlene is playing like he's
0: Darlene's playing like looking
1: he's really looking like good. um what is it Norris defensive uh, player of the year Norris Trophy. Mm-hmm. I mean he's looking outstanding. Tage Thompson is looking like a potential uh, Tage Thompson's in the All Star game. He's in the All Star game. He's looking like a potential heart trophy candidate right now. Um, or at least at least he's in the running for uh, like he can win. Uh, most goals, so the Rocket Richard trophy. Yep, He could end up finishing with most goals this year. I think he's second or third now. But um, he's on fire. Injuries always happen, but if this team can stay relatively healthy, I still don't see why they shouldn't make the playoffs.
0: No, we should make the playoffs. Holy cow, Darlene's only 22 years. Oh, that's right. We drafted him when yep. he was
1: 18. Yep. And um, two thousand. Holy cow! Last thing with the Sabers, and then we're going to talk our our little playoff preview for the NFL. But oh yeah, you're getting to that age now where players are younger than you. It yeah. sucks. Man. Yep. Welcome to old age, buddy. Dude. I remember that hit me. I remember as a kid, my dad like when I, when my dad would take me to hockey games, he'd be like oh like he'd talk he'd be like oh you know you see that kid out there see that kid out there that's a young. And I just looked. I was like, "What does he mean by kid? Yeah, you're like, what's like he's like he's, like, a man. like, he's a he's an adult. Like, wait, he's a kid." And I'm looking, and now I find myself saying, "But like, oh, do you see that kid over there on the Bills? Do you see that new kid they draft?" I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, it's just, but you're getting to that age now, kid." But um, this is this is insane. So one thing before we go into the playoff preview for the for football, do the Sabers. Well, I guess two-part question. A, do you want them to make a big a big trade, whether it's for a goaltender, whether it's for a, a big-time forward, big-time defenseman? Do you want to see them make a big trade, um, whether it's at the deadline or before the deadline, to really go after the playoffs this year? Or, well, first, do you want to see them do that? And B, do you think they will do that?
0: I'd like to see them do it. I don't see them actually doing it. Who do you like? Do you want to see them trade for a big goaltender, defenseman, forward? Goaltender. I we need a goaltender. I think everything
1: else would fall into place if we just had a solid goaltender.
0: I our, our defense is pretty stacked.
1: Yeah, I agree. Depending on that forward, like if they can get somebody ridiculous in here, um, I'd like to see another forward, just to you know, kind of like uh, Kansas City's old model. You know, just hey, yeah. outscore them. Um, Ultimately, I agree I'd like to see them make a big splash at the goaltender position within reason. I don't want to see them give away, like, you know, make a dumb Denver. No, no. Don't. I don't want to see them make a dumb Denver deal. No. But, um, you know, even if they've got to get rid of a first-round pick, all right, one, fine, maybe a first and a third, something like that. Um, I wouldn't mind it, but I also see their patience. I also see their, hey, listen, this isn't the year we're going to go all in next year.
0: What if they draft one like they did Ryan Miller? They
1: still, want, they still got that uh, Devin Levi, um, who is, I think, in his junior year of college. Eric Portillo, I guess, is a senior in college, I think. So they've got that's what they keep saying. We've got young goaltenders. We've got young goaltenders. But at the same point, I don't want them to wait because goaltenders take a long time to develop.
0: Yeah, unless you hit, like, one out of the park.
1: Yeah. Um, they've got Levi and Portillo in the college ranks. Um, I just... Even if you give up Portillo, give up Portillo or one of those guys and maybe a first-rounder for somebody's starting goaltender. I, I I really haven't looked too much who's out there, who's whatever, but get a, a nice late 20s 30 year old goaltender you know what he's got you know what you got in him he's been you know at least at least a middle of the road or above average goaltender um and I think that right now it's not going to stunt UPL's growth because at that point you can still give UPL 20-25 games a season maybe 30 games a season and whoever your new starter I think Eric Comrie i I know it's it's early, and he's only been here a couple. You know, not even half the season yet, and he's been injured part of it. If we got to give up on him, we got to give up on him. Let's be honest. He was he was basically uh, the Sabers version of a a placeholder, anyways. Yeah. So, I I just I'd like to say let's let's go for it.
0: That's fair. We'll we'll see. We'll see how the. I mean, we still league isn't, the game's not over yet.
1: No, we're not even halfway through. No. I think 37 games in, 38 games in.
0: Have you seen Ryan Miller's wife? I know she's, isn't,
1: didn't she used to be a Hollywood actress?
0: I don't know, but she's beautiful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a NHL goaltender. He was. Was an NHL goaltender. And he's also in the NHL Hall of Fame. Is he? Yep. Has he been retired that long? A
0: couple of years.
1: Wow. I know the pros, the football, you got to be, I think, retired five years. She's a comedian as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: I know th- people were saying that was the reason why he wanted to go out uh, towards like LA, Anaheim, California, like that area.
0: Yeah. I think he retired with the Ducks. Yes. I believe so. Pretty sure. Also, I've never seen any of these movies before. But, um,. <laughs>
1: more movies than we got out. True, but that being said, you know, what about a stories from the sidelines movie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, um playoff previews. Let's look at each one of these games. Let's take the uh Let's take the NFC side first. Um Let's see. Let's look at the first Well, Let's see. As I'm trying to uh, look up these, I don't have the games offhand. All right, Dallas, Dallas, and uh, I think it's Dallas and Tampa Bay. Dallas and Tampa Bay are Monday. Saturday is,
0: hold on, don't tell me. Saturday is Jacksonville and the Chargers play, right?
1: Uh, I'm looking at a schedule. Why does it not? Yes. All right, so let's so yes, the Chargers, Jacksonville. So let's look look at the Sunday games first. Uh, no, 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 we got to look at Saturday or Saturday game first, rather. So the first game of the playoffs to kick it off, Se- uh the Seattle Seahawks at San Francisco, San Francisco. That'll wins. be Saturday at four thirty slot. San Francisco um, wins. You think they win? Yep. I think they win too. Um, by a lot. I think the only way. Uh, who did the Niners just recently get almost get upset by? Was it the the Raiders? um two weeks ago where the Raiders almost beat the Niners. Um I think the only way the only way the Seahawks win that game is if Brock Purdy just plays like the last overall pick in the draft. I think if he completely implodes, if he completely like just can't handle the pressure, um which I don't anticipate, I think then Seattle can and will beat them. I, I think it's going to be a game. I see San Francisco pulling ahead late and probably winning by at least two possessions. Um, okay. Seattle's had a good season. Seattle's had a great season. Seattle crushed the hearts of all Detroit Lions fans. but I, I, I agree with you. I think S- San Francisco is just too strong for Seattle. Yeah, no. San Francisco, all the way. All right. Chargers, Jacksonville, that's the 8:15 game on Saturday. Chargers, Jacksonville. We'll I really struggling I, with this one. I, I
0: could see Jacksonville pulling it off. You're going with the Jags? I feel like the Jacksonville
1: Jaguars represent a lot like the Bengals did last year. I thought maybe, but then i I was not impressed with that game Jacksonville against Tennessee. Yeah. This past week, I was not impressed at all. And again, if Jacksonville did lose, I there was a way that they could get that final wild card spot. Um, but I—I I, no, we could beat. They can beat the Chargers. I think the Chargers are just too tough. I think the Chargers are the Chargers have the much more explosive offense. Um, their offense is good. Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, or Trevor Lawrence? I'm going Justin Herbert all day. No, I really. I'm going Justin Herbert all day. I think Trevor Lawrence might have maybe in a couple years will surpass Justin Herbert but Justin Herbert has been nothing but consistently good since he's gotten into this league.
0: All right. I, all right. I'm going with the Chargers. So this is our first disagreement.
1: All right. So Chargers, Jags, I got Chargers, you got Jags. Yep. Um, Do we even want to discuss the Bills-Dolphins game? No. Like the you know, I, I said this last time. I'm wrong. I don't care if they have two or not they win this game and they win this game big I'm saying I'm going to put a final score down oh. I'm putting a final score down of 31 it's going to be I'll say game. I'll say 31-17 no. I was going to say 31-14 but I'll say 31-17 it's going to be a closer game than you nope. think
0: yes nope
1: yes no yes. way alright next one alright Um. so you obviously have you're picking the Dolphins right nope no. you obviously have the Bills uh the next game would be Sunday um at four thirty. We got the Giants at Minnesota. That's an interesting one. Um, you know what? It's Minnesota you, you went out on a limb saying the Jags. I'm going out on a limb and saying the Giants. I think I think this is where Minnesota's magic runs out. Their luck runs out. The uh the 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 carriage turns into the pumpkin. Um I think Dable and the Giants find a way. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be, I think the Giants are going to turn it into a ground and pound game. I think they're going to turn it into a ground game. Isaiah Hodgins, who I really loved in Buffalo. I think he's going to come up huge that game. Um, Okay. I could see them winning a lower scoring game, maybe like a 21, 17, 17, 14, Something like that. Okay. Um, I think the Giants do just enough to squeak out that victory.
0: It's going to be a close game, but I still think Minnesota will pull it off.
1: Okay. All right. And to wrap up the Sunday games, Baltimore, Cincinnati.
0: Cincinnati. There's no way Baltimore beats them. Since do we
1: Do we know if, if Jackson is playing? I don't know, but I don't think that Baltimore can beat Cincinnati. If Lamar Jackson is playing, still no. I think there's a chance. I'm ultimately going the Bengals here. I'm pulling for the Ravens. I'd like to see the Ravens win just because. Well, Cincinnati's good, and I want Cincinnati out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um. But I'm going with the Bengals. It, definitely the Bengals. If uh, Huntley or who's their third string quarterback? Brown. I don't know, but oh. I know oh it's Huntley. Roberts, something like that, I don't know. But whoever, if if they don't have Jackson, Bengals win and, and win convincingly. Like, win big. Yeah. Um, if Jackson is there playing, I'm not going to say the Ravens win, but I'll say they have a chance. I'll say they have a chance. Okay. And somebody tell Joe Mixon just to shut the hell up. Yeah, honestly. Like, honestly, like, and again, I, I, I know he didn't mean any disrespect towards Hamlin or Buffalo but the whole coin flip thing, dude, shut the hell up. Like just shut up. And even his comment he made before the Bills game, the Bills Bengals game, you know, everybody's got to know the AFC runs through Cincinnati. Why? Cuz you won it last year? Yeah. You you're not you're not in line for the number 1 seed. You're not, you know, just shut up. Fair. All right. Then we go into the Monday Night d- d- the Cowboys are gonna beat the hell out of the
0: Buccaneers. I don't know. The Cowboys choke in
1: situations like this. The Buccaneers just have nothing. They've, the Cowboys are they gonna have Tom Brady. And I just I just he's like a cockroach that just won't go away. Just leave. He won't, dude. He will. Um Cowboys win. Cowboys have to win. If they cannot win this game, they will never win in the playoffs as long as Jerry Jones is the owner. They're not going to. They have to win this game. So if everything falls the way that you say it will happen, so that means in the AFC... Kansas um, City would play... Kansas City would play... Let's see, you have Jacksonville?
0: Yeah, so Kansas City would play play Jacksonville. And
1: Buffalo would play Cincinnati. In In my way, I would have it, Kansas City would play the Chargers... And Buffalo would play Cincinnati, and then in the NFC side, uh, let's see. We both had the Niners. Um, I had the Giants. You had the Vikings. Were the Vikings a two seed, or the Vikings a three seed?
0: Two seed.
1: Um, I think it goes. I think it goes. Eagles, Vikings, Cowboys. That sounds right because the Vikings won last week, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I in, in my in my case it would be um let's see I would have the Eagles playing the Giants and the um 49ers hosting the Cowboys. In your scenario you would have it'd be the Niners
0: hosting the Bucks.
1: The Niners hosting the Vikings. No, yeah, you're right the Niners wait you have the Buccaneers beating the Cowboys? Yes. All right. So yeah, you would have the uh Eagles hosting the no, you would have the Eagles hosting the Bucks and the Niners host or the Vikings hosting the Niners. Yeah. Which those could be some pretty good games. You
0: know Tampa, you know Brady has never lost against the
1: Cowboys ever. You know Brady's never gone a season without cheating either. Allegedly. That's true. But, all right, let's wrap things up here. Hot seat questions. Five of them. Uh, First one, what is your favorite time killer? Like, whether it's something like a time killer, like an app on your phone, <sighs> time taking killer. A nap. Is that considered a time killer? I consider it a time killer. All right, taking a nap. Mine, I'm going to go with something um, uh, on the cell phone. I'm not like a huge uh, – I don't play a lot of those silly apps on the cell phone or whatever. But that Looney Tunes World of Mayhem, listen, I'm telling you, I love it. I don't know why. Um, I've been playing this thing for probably like, I don't know, at least a couple months now. Never heard of it. It's just – it's addicting. It's fun. Like There will be times, like especially on long bus rides – Um, during the indoor season, uh, to Houghton, or if we have a long bus ride to like a Leuport or whatever, um, I'll, you know, play a a few quick games on that, on the cell phone, Looney Tunes World of Mayhem, check it out. Um, all right, so that's question number one. You got anything? Um...
0: Um favorite place to go for your birthday, like a dinner place?
1: Ooh. Good question. Um Huh. Guess I never really thought of that. For birthday, dinner. Do you have an answer? Hibachi. Okay. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there a couple times with Vicky and Sarah. And she'll usually bring a friend. It's it's fun. I'm in the hibachi place. Stuff like that. Um huh. I'm going to say, um, I don't know, just like a nice steakhouse or a nice, uh, like a, yeah, like a steakhouse. Okay. Whether I get steak, ribs, something like, t- something to that effect. Um, maybe like, uh, I'm trying to think of good steakhouses around here. But um, yeah, I'd say like a nice steakhouse.
0: Okay. What about that Brazilian steakhouse? Actually, yeah,
1: that's. I was gonna say I haven't been there in years. I but think the, isn't that like a good place? I've never been there, but uh, the last time I went there was probably like, I think maybe a, a few months after it opens. So you're talking like like a number of years ago. Okay. And I mean, at that point, it was good. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what it is now, but um, Texas Day Brazil, Texas something? Day Brazil. Uh, as far as I know, it's or it's still good. Like tex- I said, haven't been Texas there. Texas Day Brazil. I don't know. One place that I went to. In fact, I'm pretty sure it shut down. You remember um, it was on transit. Um, my dad's restaurant. Yeah. Oh my god! I went. Vicky and I went there once. I like never went there. Maybe a week after it opened, I had a nice steak, potatoes. Vicky had something. They totally botched her order up. Like they put instead, of, she had like some kind of nice uh, steak salad, chicken Caesar salad, or whatever. They put in. Instead of the balsamic that she asked for, they put on soy sauce. Oh. And she even said, she was like, this is not balsamic. This is soy sauce. The person's like, no, it's like they wouldn't do anything to change that. The steak that I had, it literally tasted like it was just the slab of meat that they just cooked. Like, it tasted like no salt, no pepper, no seasoning, no nothing. Maybe that's why they closed. Oh, my God. It was... It was literally, like, it tasted like literally, hey, let's just get, and it looked like a nice quality piece of meat, but just no seasoning. Like, let's just put, like, a nice uh, Wagyu or or, uh, Kobe steak, whatever. Let's just put it on the grill, but let's do nothing with it. Like, it just tastes like, dude, this is just not good. (laughs) So, that's one of my worst. But, yeah, I'd say the Texas Day Brazil place. All right. Okay. Um, Or, not necessarily a place, but it's a nice steakhouse. All right. Uh, Question three. Um, I guess we'll go back to playoffs. Uh, instead of the Super Bowl, pick your Stanley Cup predictions. Who's going to be in the Stanley Cup this year? Not win it, but who's going to be in the Stanley Cup? Boston Bruins and... I'm with you with Boston. As much as it pains me, and uh, Mark Santangelo will be happy that I say that, but as much as it pains me, I'm going to say Boston Bruins. I still, say Buffalo's making the playoffs. In fact, Buffalo might get beat in the first round by the Boston Bruins, but whatever. Boston Bruins and i am say I'm I'm struggling for that uh, that Western Conference team.
0: Maybe the Avalanche. Well, before Jack Eichel got injured, I would have said Vegas. Is he injured again? The Avalanche. Can't really think.
1: Um, the
0: other division.
1: You know what? I'm going to go with. I want to say the Jets, but the Winnipeg Jets, but they always seem to choke. I don't want to pick Dallas. You know what? What the hell? I'm going to say the LA Kings.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I, I'll say I'll the, go LA, with the Kings. LA Kings.
0: LA Kings, who has a person who lived in Eden. He got drafted. Really?
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. I was going to say, because I know my brother, when he was a kid, he used to like the LA Kings for some reason. They weren't a terrible team. But no. But I'll say the LA Kings. Okay. Um. So we both said, what, Kings Sabres? No. Kings Bruins. Yeah. Um. All right. Question four. Worst
0: Valentine's Day date. If you're ever one-on-one.
1: Worst Valentine's Day date. Like, worst as in just disappointing, yeah. worst as in like everything went could, wrong. Could
0: be, could be either. Whatever.
1: Hmm. I don't know.
0: Do you got one? I took this girl, we were dating at the time. I got her flowers and a present. And I also took her to her favorite place, which was Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> And I, sp- and I paid for dinner, and I didn't receive one single gift. Nothing? Nothing. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, that's rough.
0: I spent well over like $150. That's rough. And I didn't get anything.
1: That's rough. Um, hmm. I also have another one. But... Worst uh Valentine's Day. Oh, this... <laughs> yeah I guess I could say this one on the air. This was one i um I guess it'd be a valentine's Day date. I was introduced with this girl from friends uh my friends I was set up with her probably like a week or two before valentine's day so i'd only i would only like you know gone on maybe like a coffee date or something um talked to her over the phone a few times um and then we went you know we went to valentine's nothing nothing big just went to some restaurant you know uh I guess it would be... I guess you'd consider that, like, our first actual date date. But anyways, during dinner, we're talking or whatever. Conversation's going well. And out of nowhere, she just... She looks... She's like, so what do you think about um, showers? I'm like, about showers? And she's like, yeah. I was like, well, what about them? I take them. She's like, no. Golden showers. Oh, no! And that's why I'm like, okay. And... Uh, whatever, it, I'm not going to go into what a golden shower is, but, and, and at that point, I think we were maybe like, I don't know, 30 minutes into the dinner at that point, you know, she had, uh, <laughs> she had gone to the restroom, come back like maybe five minutes. I was like, uh, I'd quickly change the subject. Once she left the table at that point I texted. And this was, I think two years before I had met Vicky. at that point I texted. I don't know who the, I just texted anybody on my phone. I was like, dude, Call me in five minutes and say that I've got to go. So literally, uh, somebody called me up and I was like, "Okay, that's terrible." And I just, you know, here you go. Here's for the rest of the deal. Blah blah. blah. Sorry, I gotta. We had met there, so she drove herself. I drove myself, and I just got the hell out of there as quickly as I can. Oh my god! And never like never contacted. Never contacted her. I don't know if I went as far as to block her number, but never. Just no no that's so sad that's so gross that is disgusting um You're so forward about it hey listen if that's your thing more power to you just not not no no <laughs> not on my watch no
0: <laughs>
1: right. you pretty much uh question five let's see what do we got for question five jump in if you got something um question five Okay, uh, I guess this most memorable moment that you had watching a game, most like any game—hockey game, Hockey game football game, football game, uh, basketball game, baseball game, Bills game, Sabers game—whether uh, you were in the stands or at home or or out at a party, most memorable could be moments. good, mem- good, mem- good, good moment, bad moment.
0: I guess when the Sabers.
1: when they made their cup, the second cup? Their second cup. They went to the cup before. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Oh, oh yeah. In, Year, in the 70s, they played the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers.
0: I think it was 78. They went to the 70s, they went one in the 70s and they went one... In 99. 90- the 90s. Nine. Yeah. No, um... I guess when the Bills broke the drought, I was in Baltimore. Do you? I was
1: going to say, do you, wait... You weren't at the game though. No,
0: I okay. was. I was in Baltimore. I was probably the only person excited in Baltimore that day. I was gonna
1: say. I remember that game. Again, this was probably well. I had been dating Vicky a while. In fact, I think we just moved into our we just moved into our house that we bought together. But anyways, I remember watching because they had just beaten the Dolphins, and yep. um, I'm pretty sure that game was like out of hand or whatever. So I'm just saying, like, listen, switch over, switch over, switch over. Let's get yeah. to the Cincinnati game, which they did. And I just remember watching that final drive when it got the second down to third down. You're just like, all right, this, this, there's no way they're doing this. This game's over. And just the dogs went nuts because, like, Bailey hid because I was cheering. So, like, I just remember seeing it, like, all right, first down. Oh, sh- wait a minute, like, just going nuts, and I'm losing my mind. I was watching the game on bed. I'm losing my mind. Vicky comes in thinking that I like. You know, something catastrophic happened, Um and I, like, just go over, like, literally—it's one of those hugs where you just grab somebody, and you're literally, like, bouncing up and down and shaking. I mean, it was just— It was so magical. It was. It was. And then I just remember the rest of the week, like, trying to YouTube or Google or like any, any image about people's reactions, players' reactions— yeah. And just watching it, and every time, like just getting not crying, but getting like misty eyed or teary eyed. Yeah, or, yeah, it gives me goosebumps still. Especially when you, uh, the best when you see, um, uh, Kyle Williams' response oh, in yeah. the locker like, room when he to it like, starts crying. Yeah, and he's talking. You see Micah Hyde like jumping on Jordan Jordan Poyer's back um, in the lock It's just you know, just pure joy. Oh, dude, pure joy. That's like something that as a Bills fan. You just love to live through, yeah. You're just like I lived, and that. I, I, if if that's the response and the reaction and, and the feeling that I had just from ending a playoff drought, I can't imagine like the fact in a couple of weeks when they win a Super Bowl, like just I might, I might, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be crying, but I might just pass out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, first I know for a fact that.
1: You know, if we if
0: we make it to the AFC Championship game if it's versus the Kansas City Chiefs and we beat the Chiefs, I will cry. I know for a fact I will. Oh,
1: cry. I will I will cry just getting back to the Super Bowl.
0: No, I will cry because we beat the Chiefs in the AFC. Like I've been mean, like this is like our we beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. This has been our catalyst for like 2 years now.
1: 2 I agree. years
0: we haven't been able to do it. So I I, I I will cry, and then if we win the Super Bowl, I probably won't. I probably won't actually act super crazy because I don't know how to respond to it.
1: I listen. I will. I'm not gonna lie. If we even if we make it to the Super Bowl, when we make it to the Super Bowl this year, I'm gonna have flashbacks as like a little kid because the last time they were, you know, I was, I think I was ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen when they did when they went on their Super Bowl run. Um, if, uh, I'll instantly have flashbacks to those, but I will just, I'll, I'm not going to lie. I'll break down and cry probably like a little baby. It'll be all tears of joy, but it's just like, finally, it'll almost be like, listen, I don't care. Like if they win the Super Bowl this year and then they have next year, they have a season like the Rams are having this year. Wouldn't care wouldn't I mean I'd be pissed but just wouldn't wouldn't really care. Like still got Lizzie, that ring. Still got that ring. Still got that ring. In fact, I might just go get like a little replica plastic ring, Super Bowl ring and wear it. I mean, it's just it's going to happen this year. We got to get to the game
0: first. We we're we're
1: the first. there. We're there and we're going to beat we're going to beat Cincinnati on the way there. We're going to beat Kansas City on the way there and we're just it's going to be fantastic. The Dolphins I'm not worried about. I already told one of my. It's I already told, um, I already told one of my track players, Cam Waller, who actually created. I don't know if I told you this. You know our our stories from the sidelines. Picture of me on the sideline, um, our emblem or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Cam Waller, uh, one of my track uh, track athletes and soccer athletes. She actually snapped that picture um, at our sectional game two years ago. Okay. Um, so that's, uh, but I I already made a deal with her that if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl. I will dye one half of my beard blue and one half of my beard red. Interesting. And I will gladly rock that for two weeks until the Super Bowl is played.
0: Interesting. That's
1: Okay. Hey, that was her. She just said, she was like, Coach, will you dye your beard? I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, if the Bills win the Super Bowl, will you dye your beard? I was like, listen, I will dye it red and blue. Yeah. So, all right. All right, we're going to take things or wrap things up there. Um, Again, make sure you guys check out our uh, Facebook page uh, and Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines. If you guys have any thoughts or ideas for episodes, if you guys want to be a guest out there, please contact us via Instagram or Facebook. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page, which we're going to start putting more content on there very, very soon. And Um, As always, for Coach Larry and Matt Keogh, make sure you guys watch us next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. And go (whistles) Bills!